preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, July 17. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual is Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Joel Marshall has headed off on four weeks. Very, very well-earned holidays. Well, uh, Daniel might be a short, sharp one today. Not a lot in the way of black type, but uh, several interesting races, including the one I've written about in the publications this week, and that's the Biley Handicap over 1,800 metres for two-year-olds at Flemington. Yeah, as you mentioned, we saw the uh, Vic Derby winner graduate out of that in Johnny Gets Angry. And look, it's not a great field on face value. Well, I must admit, we got, I think, only three of the uh, 12 runners actually won a race. But um, I think we'll learn a lot, a few of those horses there. And um, uh, just interested to see whether the current favourite of that race heads. It's his favourite for the first in, at, at Ranwick and Honey Creeper, I, meant, I talk of. At, at Flemington and the Biley as well. So I think it'll be hard to beat wherever. It should be hard to beat wherever it ends up. But yeah, um, whilst it, not a lot of black top racing, I still I think it's a very competitive card, especially at Randwick. Um, and that, that Oakland's played at Morpherville, the listed race, is a, looks a really good uh, form race going forward. So um, whilst there's little black type on the day, Barks, I think it's a, a good day of racing. All right. Well, uh, we will start off at Flemington, where, uh, as we speak to you, it looks certain to be crowd-free racing, with Victoria plunged into another lockdown from midnight Thursday. Thank you, Gladys. We'll just uh, deal with uh, the two, I guess, feature races. Uh, and the first one is the one we spoke of just before, and that is race one, the Biley Handicap. 1,800 metres. Uh, handicap for two-year-olds. It's one of only two two-year-old races on the calendar that are beyond 1,600 metres. It was the only one, but um, uh, the Queensland Tattersalls Club uh, uh, rose one, uh, uh, increased one of their two-year-old races from 1,400 to 1,800 this year. As you mentioned last year, Johnny Get Angry uh, ran second in this race, uh, came out of it to win the Victoria Derby as a maiden for former AFL coach Dennis Pagan. And interestingly enough, Dennis as a runner this year. Turn it up, Tommy, who I see is $12 in early markets. Well, you know, you wouldn't have think turn it up, Tommy, could have done much less in the two uh, runs that he's <laughs> had. So clearly a fair bit of respect uh, for Dennis's tack on this race, although he didn't actually win it last year, of course. Anyway, I have found a... Uh, I've found a fourth placing for Turn It Up, Tommy, but uh, otherwise we've got exactly the same uh, selection. So why don't you talk us through yours, Daniel? Yeah, I've got seven on top, Honey Creeper. As I mentioned, she's uh, the current favourite in the first at Randwick. Um, two very different races. She's an 1,800-metre race here. The, the Randwick assignment's 1,400 metres. She's last start taking a pretty decent Rose Hill, um, two and three-year-old benchmark 72. She ran on pretty well. The race was controlled from up on the front by Tycoonist, who looks a promising sword. And she sort of did take a while to wind up Honey Creeper, but when she did her last 200 metres, I thought was pretty handy. Really liked the turn of foot she showed when winning first up over a sprint trip at the Provincials. Um, that was a spite sitting wide throughout. So sharply up and trip if if she if um, James Cummings elects to um, send her to Flemington, 13 up, 1,300 up to 1,800 metres. But... As I said, Ella touched on earlier, this is a pretty, looks a pretty weak race on paper and she has a little bit of X factor, I think. So, because she had all the sharp rise and trip, hard to beat seven. The one in next, uh, Acto Gali, Acto Gali, I thought his run at Flemington, the um, last start over the mile was, 
was excellent from a long way back. Um, sort of cut the corner and was able to rail up on the fence there, but really at the line strongly. And he will looks to appreciate 1,800 metres he sees here. Four, Mamul and nine. Got a going to dance a lot for the, the lady of the moment, Jamie Carr, um, in next. 7-1-4-9. The other feature on the Flemington program on Saturday is race eight. Flemington Cup, 1849. This one uh, resurrected last year, uh, a race that uh, is older, 12 years older indeed than the Melbourne Cup, but uh, obviously without the unbroken uh, record of having been run. Um, this one's over, it's a handicap over 28 100 metres, Daniel, and there's 16 in it. Yeah, look, South Pacific takes on a tougher race to what he saw last start, but it was, just, it was good to finally see him get a win on the board. It had been a bit of a drought. Um, he was well ridden by Jamie Carr, and and he bolted away and, and won very easily on the line, 54.5 kilos on his back. He rises to 59 here, um, but on the back of that win and confidence boost um, and the rising distance, I don't think will hurt at all. So... Hard to um, go against him, South Pacific. He's on top for me. I got five in next saunter boy who did run the did run second to South Pacific in that mentioned race. Has since won a, a hurdle race um, quite nicely since. Um, so rock hard fit this horse. Won the good fight. Um, he's sort of reaching peak fitness now. We, you can tell he sort of wants this ground. There's a group three winner in New Zealand over 2,200 metres beginning of the preparation. And his, his two runs in Australia have been um, pretty... Pretty mixed. It was much better effort last start at Caulfield, but uh, I think he really wants this trip, 2,800 metres, and in for fourth, we've got the seven Royal Crown. Three, five, one, seven bucks. Uh, yes, I went for uh, I went for another of the imports, and that's uh, Sweet Thomas. Uh, do like the uh, Matthew Smith stable when he uh, brings him down to Melbourne. And uh, look, I know that uh, look. He only won this Stays Cup, which he also won last year, and then came down and ran unplaced in this race. But uh, look, I, I reckon he's on the up uh, after after three or four this campaign and can go on with it. Uh, for second, I got the good fight for the reasons you outlined. Also, the fact that uh, yeah, just as we step up in journey, and you see that uh, he's by High Chaparral out of Pravda by Zabil. Uh, that's uh, pretty good formula for the longer distances. Royal Crown and South Pacific round out my four. So four, one, seven, three. Talk us through your specials at Flemington, Daniel. My best bet comes up in race five. The Paul Brusker trained Loana Magic. He contested a, a listed race down the Flemington Strait last start. And um, some of the sort of handicap ratings there wasn't really well off at the weights. He was carrying 54 and the same weight as the likes of Alberman. And only two kilos off William Thomas, who was a far better handicap rating than him. Um, so, but he ran a ripping race despite this. He was sort of matching it with Isaurian and William Thomas late. He was sort of going with them as they made their runs. Um, and he finished just out of the minor money, finishing fourth at a big price. So, uh, back in well back in grade for this and that run under the belt, drawn ideally as well. He's only a lightly raced five-year-old, and there's still plenty of improvement to come. I think he's a good bet. Race five, number thirteen, Loana Magic. My value comes up in the last, and with the eight, Bengal Bandit. Now, Foxy Frieda, the top weight, is is in good form, and Seb Song's running well, but I thought um, it was over the odds, Bengal Bandit. He <clears throat> He's finished fourth behind Cena's Express, who runs here, and is a much shorter price than here, but I thought 
Bengal Bandit, considering he was up on the speed in a, in a race where the, the swoopers came to the four. I thought he stuck on pretty well for fourth there. Um, it's drawn ideally, and Patrick Maloney sticks with him. I thought he was over the odds at around 14 to 1. So he's my value in the last. Race nine, number eight. All right, my best was race three, number seven, Lindout. Uh, and we can read a we can read Daniel's interview with Inver Trisophobic on uh, page 94 of your winning post this week. Inver, certainly very bullish about Lindout and why not after the last start, Leilani uh, series final win, you would think only needs to hold that form to win again. My value been in the paper is race five, number 10, up against Loana Magic, and that's Zorro's dream. Um backing up from a good run last week. Um, not great value, really, only about five bucks. Um, I think a, a, a probably more value is to be had from uh, my selection in race four, and that is uh, Salsamore. Stepping up to 2,000 metres, the key, quite surprised at the early price of about 20 bucks. We will head up, Daniel, to Sydney, where the racing for... At Rose Hill, uh, and well, we've already discussed the horse that that is your best, but uh, you might be able to come up with another couple of specials. But start us off uh, talking about how Honey Creeper will go if she does stay in Sydney. Yeah, this is a tougher race to the Biley. Um, as I said, the difference though, she's thirteen up to, up to fourteen hundred meters here. Probably more logical progression. 13 up to 1800 um but yeah I was just, as, I, as i sort of touched on earlier i really liked the last start uh run i thought it was good against the on pace um pattern of the race and the turn of foot first up was impressive i think she's got quite a future and i think she can get the job done here if here so my best race one number six honey creeper at Randwick. super effort in race three i thought was over the odds i do concede it's an open race hard to sort of rule uh, put a line through uh, many of those in that field, but well, seventeen to one super effort was a very backable price. He certainly had the one start with the, um, the Gerald Ryan stable um, after starting his career with Chris Waller, and he sort of promised quite a bit in the Waller camp, but just was then able to crack crack a win last last preparation. He got a few near misses. He ran second to Private Eye on a heavy track. That's good form for this, um, but the, he's really hit the ground running this preparation. He bolted at Newcastle. Was that? too bad of a benchmark 64 a few nice horses in behind him there but he he was far superior to that field um so they, we'll get through the wet track just fine the wide draw a little bit of a query um but i just think on ability he's got quite a bit quite a bit of it and he can measure up in a race of this nature so super effort the value race three number eight in Adelaide, meanwhile, as you mentioned, Daniel, there is a black type race. After a couple of weeks in the provinces, we are back on the parks track at Morfordville. And race five is the Oakland's Plate EA listed event for two-year-olds over 1,400 metres at set weights and penalties. You like the race and you like one runner in it as your best of the day. Yeah, it looks a talented filly, the seven stalking. Um, excellent finale over 1,200 metres at Flemington. Underwriting or under urging, or jockeys urging sort of early on in the race, um, probably midway <clears throat> at the midway point before most of the other fancies. But she once sort of warm, she was really, um, really strong late in the, the last sort of 400, 200 meter sectionals. They were the quickest of the race, so she'll relish the race of 1400 meters. She's drawn ideally in barrier five, um, gets a good rider aboard in, in Jason Holder. Ticks a lot of boxes here, and 
very promising filly. So I'm going to make her my best for seven. One ton of grit in next. I think she's got good form from the last start around Jigsaw, beaten uh, two and a half lengths by that horse. Uh, I think he is another who's sort of looking for this longer trip. Nine mac and cheese. Um, she's been pretty luckless her first two starts, but very good in both. Should have won first up at Bendigo and then rising to 1,400 metres at Sandown Hillside and um, just got going a little bit too late and just missed after settling last in the field. <clears throat> uh, but a very good run against the pattern. In for fourth, got the two, Gosden. Seven, one, nine, two. All righty, and your value bet comes up a little bit later on the program. And um, just realised it was scratched, actually. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, national choice, I so so was at a pro, oh, not a, not much of a price. I think it was six fifty seven dollars. That's been scratched in race eight. Um, instead, we'll go to race number six. I like the two Constanzia second up here for the Michael Hickmont Stable. Look, she's finished eleventh to fourteen first up, but wasn't beaten far. It was a bit of a blanket go between um, because it was a very compact field on the line, and she got warmed up. Late, she gets some weight relief here. Back into a back in grade for this, um, and she is a two-time winner when second up. So, thought she can improve greatly into a second-up run, and um, and certainly be play some sort of part at each way odds. Race number, race six, number two. Alrighty, Eagle Farm, the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday. A uh, few owners and trainers heading there in search of a firm track. Looks like they're going to get one, and you're starting us off early on the program. I am. I do like the uh, the four illusion, illusionist. <coughs> um, look, he's a maiden, this, this, this gelding, two-year-old gelding by Super One. Uh, he bumped into Honey Creeper first up. Uh, wasn't beaten far there. As I said, Honey, Honey Creeper was very good that day. But then second up at Gosford, she... Keegan Latham might have just went for home a little bit too early on him. He travelled nicely in the run, sitting outside the leader and um, sort of 200 metres out. He probably the one you wanted to be on, but he quickly stopped and was um, swallowed late. I think back to 1,200 metres uh, suits him. And despite the fact he is a maiden, I think this uh, looks a really nice race for him. He'll, he'll settle handy again and he'll take some catching uh, third up. So he's my best. Race one, number four. Uh, the value comes up in uh, race. Oh, where are we? Sorry. Race, uh, race seven, three. number one. Right. Okay. So um, race seven, one. Avowal. Oh, Avowal. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I, the reason I got confused is um, wasn't much of a value now this one because it's backed into four dollars fifty. Uh, but look, he's still one of the, the the better the better bets of the day. I thought he's crying out for the fourteen hundred meters. Uh, sat wide first and second up, and um, so excuses there. But the third third start, given a quiet ride, and um, I thought he finished off really strongly there. Um, as you touched on, Barks, a dry track is likely, and that only aids his course. So not much of an each-way pick, but certainly the next best on the card. Race seven, number one. For a value sort of selection, one at each-way odds, I think the 11 in the race number three, Cinderella, um, is, worth, is a good shout. She's been trialling well in Sydney or New South Wales for the Friedman brothers, um, but she likes these bridge trips. And I think first up, while she isn't a noted first up performer just yet, um, she'll get a chance to launch late. There's plenty of speed engaged here. So off the back and two nice trials, um, and she does possess a big finish on her day. I thought she was uh, worth an each-way price, each-way bet around $12, $13. Race three, number 11. 
All right. Belmont, the venue for Perth Racing on Saturday. There is a listed race. Of course, a couple of weeks ago, the Phillies clashed in the Belmont Oaks and the males clashed in the Aquanita. Well, they go head-to-head here, although there's only six of them coming to the party. Our man in Perth this week, Greg Hooper, is uh, with the male number two, Tina Kutu, to beat the top female number five, Chile is hot, they being the respective winners of those races. That's two to beat five, uh, three trade them in for third and one Kerman Rock for fourth. Greg's best, we wait till very late on the eastern seaboard, or not that late, 6.20, for race nine, number two, the Spruker. And Greg's value bet is race two, number two, Bedouin Bell. That wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia and brings us to our best $20 bet for the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, Joel uh, left us uh, with a bit of a present last week, Daniel, with Miss Hipstar at uh, quite a good price. So certainly saved our blushes. Mine, Jumbo Ozaki, just uh, found one better. And this week, well, surely I can't stop Lindout, can I? Or can I? I hope not. Are you, <laughs> based on what she's done and the fact that the weight she's um, she's out, I think she'll be really hard to beat Bark. So I think you're onto a w- winner there, hopefully. All righty. And what are you having? I'll go to Eagle Farm in the first. Um, hopefully get the day off to a flyer. Race one, number four, Illusionist. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, that wraps up a abbreviated uh, podcast with no Joel. There'll be a bit more... Uh, bit more black type next week with the Bletchingly Stakes and Winter Challenge. Leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. Uh, it is on sale first thing Friday morning in shops and it is online now as we speak to you. Just go to winningpost.com.au and click the link in the um, all the form obviously for Sunday. Features on Sunday including Narendra Cup Day Drexler day at Sportsbet Pakenham all jumps day there and just one final reminder July 31 is the edition that has Winning Post's famous calendar that is just two weeks away now it'll be in the shops on Friday July 30 make sure you don't miss it uh, and make sure you stay safe this weekend if you're locked down drink plenty of water back plenty of winners and we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast